to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. I'm Zach. And I'm Zar. Alright, so usually we kick this off by talking about what games we're playing. The problem is we just got done recording an episode of, uh, what do we call the segment where we choose games for one another? Tales from the Backlog. Tales from the Backlog. Yeah, Zach's dumb thing. So I have lots of dumb things, thank I- you. <laughs> that isn't even my worst idea. You have yet to see... The stupid ideas that I have. Come on, give me some credit for my stupidity here. <laughs> it really goes out. It really tries, okay? So let me ask, besides the game that we picked for Tales from the Backlog, uh, what are we playing right now, boys? I'm playing Kirby. Brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gave you one fucking rule. I told you I could be more stupid. And besides... <laughs> Dreamland? Yeah, that's true. That's Kirby's, awesome. Kirby's Dreamland. Kirby's Dream. Kirby, Kirby's Air Ride. Uh, Poyo Poyo, motherfucker. (laughs) It's not, though. Okay, okay, I'm playing Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, obviously. I've almost 100%ed the jobs, and so that's great. Let me ask you this. You 100% the game, and then what? You kill more monsters. (laughs) What do you mean? It's in the title, bro. You call me stupid. (laughs) Then you you go to your save data, you delete that, and then you start again. That's why there's three save files. (laughs) Secondly... They release like updates like every other month at mo like at farthest apart. Yeah. And then you get new strong monsters, so Well you yeah. still have from the time of recording this about another week and a half till Xenoblade three drops. So are you just like itchy? A little bit. <laughs> just itchy. A little bit. I'm a little like <laughs> starting to get those cold sweats. The cold yeah, the cold sweats. Just happy I got enough, plenty enough to do, you know? I gotta beat Luigi's Mansion three now. It's on my to do list. And mm-hmm. what else what else is there? There's probably plenty in my backlog. Let's talk about Zara now. Zara, what are you playing? Uh I just beat Elder Scrolls Blades. Yeah, that, how the was mobile that? Game. Why? Was... <laughs> <laughs> well, first off I wanna say I did not spend a dime on this game, and neither do you have to, listeners. <laughs> Um, th- there's not very much content in it, and really, it's if you know how to play an Elder Scrolls game, you can grind the materials you need and beat all the quests. I think the quest line really is 10 hours at most. So is it pay-to-play, then? It's kind of pay-to-win, because like the only thing you need to pay for are... Well, you don't even need to pay for them, but like the loot chests, the golden, the elder, the legendary chests, and they're like... 20 bucks like a okay. legendary chest is $20 and that's just that's obscene because I've collected legendary chests in quests well that's part of how they get you though right it's like that has been the model of video games for the last few years like these big hitter hitter games right it's like we'll give the game away for free and that will allow people to justify dropping money in the game for other things and before they know it they've spent more than the game's worth just on like are shitty microtransactions. Yeah, exactly. And, like, that's... Um, that's skins m- equal wins, JP. Uh, look, I'm aware, Zach, that skins equal wins, but... You I'm can't just... buy skins in this game, though, so... Oh, then what do you get? 
Uh, you can get emojis, like you can get oh. the arrow to the knee emoji oh. um, in the chest. The arrow to the knee emoji. Okay, I'd pay for that. That's pretty yeah, fucking, right. That's I'd pay for that. And but those are actually you can't pay for it. You got to get it through the loot chest, which are RNG, right? Well, actually, no, you don't get those through the loot chest. Oh, you pay for goodness. those individually, oh. and those ah, can actually okay. be purchased by in-game currency called gems. And you get those from quests. So if you save up like a hundred, two hundred, then you can get that salute or like an arrow to the knee or okay even like presenting a nern route to your competition <laughs> i think besides the cake is a lie the whole arrow to the knee thing i think that's what's <laughs> gaming's <laughs> biggest gaming's biggest joke <laughs> just one wheel it came right. from skyrim i was an adventurer once <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah sure grandpa <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, okay, i took but... an arrow to the knee <laughs> So like, I, guess... I have been stabbed three times since this conversation began. <laughs> I was lit on fire yesterday. I was launched several hundred yards by a fucking giant. <laughs> but all it took for you was Those a fucking physics. arrow to the goddamn knee? <laughs> man, if they get that you know, ACL or whatever, man. Those things don't heal back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> that was probably his excuse. He's like, well, ACL. <laughs> but yeah, no, the frustrating thing about Blades is... I could have beaten this game like a month ago had I decided to spend money on it. So right. I just extended my enjoyment of the game by not feeding into these microtransactions. I, which, I, yeah. I think that's a win at the end of the day. Dude, I totally agree with you. There's a lot of gratification to be had in like knowing they want you to spend the money. And you're like, fuck no. I'm going to grind for an endless amount of hours for shit I don't want or need. And I'm not even playing World of Warcraft. Right, I will get these ebony gauntlets up to max whether you want me to spend money or not. And yeah, by the way, Zach, that was a dig at you. I'm always being dug on. <laughs> JP, what are you playing? All right, again, without revealing what I have picked for uh, Tales from the Backlog. Um, okay, so here's a little fun thing. I was so extremely pumped up um, about... Pack, the repack thing coming to the Nintendo Switch from the last Direct, that I was like, oh my god. You know, I just realized I've never played Pac-Man World 3. Um, and the last console it was on was the Nintendo DS. So I went to my local GameStop, I picked it up for $14, and it sucks eggs. And it sucks. It's fucking awful. <laughs> it's DS, terrible. DS weird, man. So you either get like a Game Boy Advance style game or you get like Super Mario 64 remake. Exactly. Stuff. You either get a banger or you get something fucking awful. There I, is no in between. There can be some really good Game Boy games, but it's just because the DS is capable of Super Mario 64. Like, you're just like. That's the thing. <sighs> is it's like, you know, I saw what you did with Mega Man. Can we like <laughs> Those games are outstanding for the most part. Hard as hell, but yeah, they're, they're so, well made. So it's just so funny to me how with the Pac-Man World Series, the first one was okay at best. The second one was a fucking gem on the PS2, one of the greatest games ever. And the third one fucking sucks. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. And it only took me about an hour of playing before I'm like, you know what? I'm not having fun. <laughs> and I play walking simulator games. I'm very tolerant of no gameplay, but this is awful. <laughs> this sucks and ass. I play walking simulators. I, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, oh, I think that's the best thing I've heard all week. And then, <laughs> and then, yeah, on top of that, I'm playing my Tales from the Backlog game, which we'll talk more about in a couple of weeks. So, uh, that's pretty much it. 
Czar, how would you like to do itinerary this week? All right, I'll, I'll talk a little bit for this week. Today on the podcast, we are talking about PlayStation third party, VR2, some God of War news, and we got some game releases. Mm-hmm. All right, well, this, this sounds like a, basically a day for JP, <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. let's kick it over to him. Hold on, I need to take a swig of this water because I'm going to be talking a lot. Just, yeah, mm. make sure to stay hydrated. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink my coffee, even though I I'm not really gonna talk a lot. So you're drinking coffee on top of a Bang Energy drink. I like how you're judging me when you brought me the Bang that I haven't drank yet. I'm just saying, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, I just assumed you wanted. JP it. is an enabler. Do you even know when you have to poop, or does it just kind of fire out? Yes. <laughs> Your poop lets you know when it's coming. <laughs> you have warning when you have to poop. I've so much, Yahoo! <laughs> so much underwear. <laughs> All right. So let, let's get things kicked off with the latest PlayStation State of Play. Now, technically, this event happened a little over a week ago. Um, it's still fresh in minds, though. People are still looking towards this State of Play to, uh, I guess, just get in the latest PlayStation news. Because the truth is, before the State of Play, PlayStation fans were pretty in the dark about what we have to look forward to in the near future. Luckily, I think this was a really, really solid State of Play. Right, because I know I've said it a million times. Nintendo fucking knows how to cater expectations for their online showcases, right? With like, we've got the Direct, we've got the Direct Mini, we've got the Direct Partner Showcase, whatever. PlayStation has not figured out how to do that yet. It, it, whether it's a five-minute fuck-all fest or a 30-minute really solid presentation, it's all just state of play. So you never really know what you're going to get. Luckily, in the latest state of play, they uh, gave us some really great stuff to look forward to. They gave us some release dates on top of, like, external release dates, which we'll talk about here in a little while. And we got to see some gameplay, finally, of games that was offered up in the same state of play where they first talked about the PlayStation 5 and showed what it was going to look like. So I'm very excited to talk about a few of these games. But before we get started, Zach and Zar, have either of you actually watched the showcase? Yes. Yes. Okay, what did you think? What were some first impressions? Fine. Yeah, fine. Maybe even towards the good feeling. But then I also like watched the Xbox One, and then I was like, well, Xbox and PlayStation spoilers had a little bit of overlap. Yeah. Um. So I was like, mm, mm. so yeah, oh, those are my initial thoughts. Okay. What about you, Sar? Looked like a lot of fun games that I'm probably never going to get to play. Amen, brother. I, I mean... <laughs> So it's about this time in the PlayStation, and I know things are weird right now because of, like, how hard it is to get a PlayStation 5 still, but, like, they are probably in the works of, like, you know, kind of like what PlayStation did with the PlayStation 4 Slim, right? Thinking of, like, a different, more affordable, more accessible version of the PlayStation 5 and its hardware. But again, I don't know how true that is. That's just, like, I don't have any evidence for that. I'm just saying that usually in the timeline for PlayStation... Right, like they come out with the initial console, and then they'll come out with a few different iterations. One that's generally kind of like your more affordable, albeit with some drawbacks in the hardware. And then finally, eventually, there's probably going to be like a PS5 Pro or something like so. But what I'm saying, though, is don't give up hope. Maybe eventually you'll get your hands on that affordable PlayStation 5 hardware so that you can play Stray. Because we'll talk about Stray, but I know that's what you're excited for. That that was the game yeah, that, yeah, that caught my yes, attention. I know. Meow. Meow. Yeah. I'm fully fucking aware. <laughs> I know you. But before we get into that, let's just go down, uh, down the list and through a few things that people have to be really excited for this showcase. 
Um, now, they kicked it off with some Resident Evil 4 remake news. Now, it's really funny what Resident Evils are, and I'm sure you'll agree. Every time they're like, a remake was announced for this version of Resident Evil, I'm like, they didn't already do that? Yeah, I right. I swear they already did that. Uh, didn't they do that? Well, and it's weird, especially with Resident Evil 4, because that's been ported onto, like, every console since the GameCube. Right. Like, I remember buying a copy of Resident Evil 4, and I just don't remember if it was the remake or not, but I assumed. Yeah. Well, I guess one of the first things that we got out of the state of play is that this is the official, hey, Resident Evil 4 remake announcement. And again, it's just kind of like, that wasn't already a thing. Yeah, and like we, saw, <laughs> we, we absolutely saw this coming. They've remade the first, the second, and the third like two years ago. So we knew the fourth, a remake of the fourth was coming in the near future. It's going to be really cool seeing it with the updated graphic assets and maybe even some gameplay polishing. But honestly... They don't need to do too much with Resident Evil 4. Leave the controls alone. Leave right. the story and dialogue as and it is. They can mess with the controls. It's the, the controls are <laughs> yeah, okay, a yeah. little bit. Everything yeah. about the game, like the game still looks good today. Like I'm sure like when they port it, like they do a little bit of like updating and stuff. But like, because guys, I just played that on my stream like a year ago, right? Guys? Yeah. Did you, you, you did yeah. stream Resident Evil 4. And it yeah, was we shouted really them out. Fun. Yeah, that's right. It was a good time. But the controls, like where you had to like stop, aim, shoot. That's the only thing I hated. Everything else was great. Uh, see, I don't know if they'll ever update that, though, because it's not until, like, the very latest Resident Evils where they actually include the ability to move and shoot at the same what time. What a concept. I know, right? <laughs> who, who knew you could aim your gun and walk forward? Well, we don't... I couldn't. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> well, and that's, I think that's, that's what Resident Evil games. Yeah, that's what Resident Evil went for, you know? Because, like, if you're running around and you're holding your gun up, you're not going to be that accurate. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And plus, like, I guess we also have to take into consideration how different the Resident Evil 2 remake was from the original, right? Oh, yeah. And I think that game actually did update the control scheme, and you could move and shoot, so they may do a similar... That's that's exactly the same kind of treatment I want for Resident Evil 4, right? There's not a single thing Resident Evil 2 remake did that I didn't think was an improvement. Huge improvement. Now, then they did the Resident Evil 3 remake and took, like, six steps back. Think so? Oh, yeah. They they focused on multiplayer. They did not polish the visuals within the story near as much as they did with Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Resident Evil 3 remake has kind of been considered a very lazy remake, which could yeah. dampen a lot of RE fans' hopes for the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still very excited about it. I'm still keeping hope. I think they're going to just kind of leave it alone because they know how popular and how well-received Resident Evil 4 was. Well, beyond Resident Evil 2, like Resident Evil 4 is usually the most highly acclaimed Resident Evil game, right? Oh, yeah, my favorite to this day in the series. Above 2? I thought you were a 2 guy. I I really like 2, and I really like what 2 does for the story, but there is no denying the polish behind 4 and just the amount of fun you can have with it. Okay. Even activated nemesis. You know that, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nemesis walking down the door. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Resident Evil 4 remake. I'm excited. Everyone's excited, except for those who hate horror games. If Peaches was still here, he'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Oh... It, what, my one regret before Peaches took his leave was we never got him to play a horror game. Oh, we never did, did we? Oh, my God. I just wanted to see it just one time. It's not too late. Peaches, if you're out there, play Resident call, Evil. We're calling you out, Chess. <laughs> All right. Um, a few other things. Uh, Spider-Man. The first Spider-Man is coming to PC. Uh, we knew that that was going to happen eventually, right? Because we've slowly started observing 
this stream of PlayStation exclusives come to PC. I'm not a PlayStation fanboy that's like, my precious game <laughs> can't go to PC. I'm throwing my PS5 off the building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm like, the more people that get to play this fucking masterpiece, the better, in my opinion. Not to mention, like, if you are a PlayStation fanboy that thinks that way, you still had first dibs on playing the game. Like, we've had this game for years oh, now, yeah. right? So... If you're one of those people, go fuck yourself. Let other people play the game. Whoa, JP. No, no, seriously. They have feelings. Do they? Probably. They're wrong feelings. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) JP's going off right now. I'm going to go sip my coffee. You keep going, boo. You keep going. I'm scared for you. You keep going, though. (laughs) We alluded to it, though, right? Because what was the first PlayStation exclusive to come to PC? Was it Horizon? I think Mm. so. Probably. (laughs) And then God of War. And then At least in the mainstream Spider-Man. news. Yeah, so I don't remember which was the first PlayStation exclusive to go to PC, but it was a big one. It was one of PlayStation's heavy hitters. And immediately, we've talked about it time and time again, people retaliated by destroying their PlayStation setups. Like, this will fucking show them. <laughs> I'm just like, what is fucking wrong with you people? Some great entertainment, by the way. If you want, like, an afternoon of fun, just go to YouTube or even just search online. People breaking their PlayStations over exclusives yeah. not oh. being exclusive. I, I love watching people breaking their gaming equipment. It's, oh, it's so, so fun. Funny. It's cathartic. <laughs> it really is. Um, let's see. A few other things. Horizon Forbidden West. Um, they announced, quote, unquote, big updates coming. Now, the biggest addition that we've been able to note from the trailer was a New Game Plus mode, which, of course, is going to, you know, come with an added level of difficulty, along with probably some different power-ups available to Aloy that weren't available in, like, the previous iterations of the game. But besides that, I think it's just a lot more, like, kind of minor tweaks to kind of add something to the game for people that have already spent time playing it. Um, But uh, on the front for Horizon news, though, and we'll get into this a little bit when we talk more about PlayStation VR later today. Call of the Mountain, which is a little... Uh, it's hard to say spinoff because it's still about Aloy. But basically, Horizon it's, is getting its own dedicated VR game, right? Which they spent some time in the showcase talking about. And I'm excited about that for a couple of different reasons. Um, one, PlayStation for... Or VR for PlayStation up to this point, has always, in my opinion, felt a little gimmicky with the spinoffs, right? Like, games like Rush of Blood that are, like, spinoffs of Until Dawn. Like, yeah, there's, like, it's fun, but it doesn't feel like it adds anything to the overall arching story of what's going on in Until Dawn. I have a lot higher hopes for Horizon VR. What do you think about that, guys? I've always thought VR, especially transition when you go to, like, Half-Life Alex. Um, any other VR titles, I just think it's a little unnecessary, and it's sure. like, can we do this? And if we can do this, okay, let's see if it works. But I've never really seen it as core to, like, the lore of a game's franchise. Okay. Zach, what are your opinions? I mean, if Kingdom Hearts could make a VR game, they totally would yeah. make it core. <laughs> oh, I would play the shit out of that. Come in 2040. <laughs> I've always wanted a Keyblade. Be strangling Donald. Why won't Shut. you heal? <laughs> Just use Kiraga, please. There uh, are no ingredients nearby. 
man. I think we need therapy, guys. No. Goofy is just horrified in the corner. Oh, Donald. Should I use a tent? I fucking hate... I know this is off tangent. I hated giving Goofy fucking items to use because the second Sora takes one HP of damage and he has a high potion. Sora! Max potion? Yeah, it's just like, Goofy, you fucking asshole. Do you know how expensive that was? I tripped on a stick. God damn it, Goofy. Sora! God damn it! Okay, back to play. At least Goofy tries. Donald's just like... I I agree. I agree. Okay, um, in response to your question on <laughs> Horizon and VR, I think we're still, I, I'm hopeful, I'm, I'm really hopeful, because the technology is getting there, it's more, it seems like it's going to be more accessible, they're going to make more core games that actually feel like games and not tech demos. Right. Um, it, it hasn't happened yet, I mean, I'm trying to think of a game that that's been well thought of my favorite experience i'm a i'm a person who's perpetuating this because i played the scary game the roller coaster ride oh, yeah that's the one we were just talking about that's until the, dawn rush of blood that's the only game i remember us playing on your vr set I'm and just, again it was fun it's it, just yes but yeah. i you don't want to keep doing it. i don't you, you don't keep going back to it because it's it loses its thrill after a time if if i'm being honest i think like the only honest to god vr game that i've seen that really adds to a franchise has got to be half-life alex Right, like absolutely, it's like fully fleshed out. It adds to the story, and like I feel like it was the first real attempt to add to the lore of a franchise, as opposed to just being like kind of like a gimmicky spin-offy, right? And I'm sure there's other examples out there, but I can't think of any off the top of my head that did a better job than Half Life Alex. Yeah, you know, I, I mentioned Half Life Alex as my example from earlier, but I'm going to take that back because that is the exception to VR that that game was done really well and it did add to the franchise as a whole but they did Resident Evil 4 in VR mm-hmm. and like what did that add uh, nothing like when are we going to see g- VR not as a gimmick i th- i have a lot of hope in VR right now um with the fact that one i hate to say it but facebook meta um they've been putting a lot of stock into VR right and the quest 2 um, is probably the greatest VR experience you can get at that price point on the market right now, right? In fact, the next PS VR headset, which we'll talk about here in a little while, takes quite a few notes off that. So we'll get more into, like, the VR notes here in a little while. There's a few other things from the PlayStation Showcase I want to get into first. Then we'll hit more on the VR. And in fact, Zara, I think you're going to be happy because I'm jumping around a little bit here. The next game I want to talk about is Stray. Yeah! Now... What's really interesting about Stray is the first time we ever saw Stray was at the very first State of Play event where we saw the unveiling of the PlayStation 5. Oh, yeah. Right? But everything else about Stray other than, like, occasional tweets, occasional messages, maybe even a short video, we've been really in the dark, right? But not only was this the first time in a while we've seen, like, especially on a State of Play, something about Stray, we got a release date of July 19th which is two days away from the recording of this episode. Yeah. Yeah, me wow. More like me wow. Hey. Okay, so Stray, right? If you don't know shit about this game, let me just ask you a question. Have you ever wanted to just live the life of a cat in a cyberpunk universe? Yes. You didn't even have to say cyberpunk universe. You could (laughs) have just stopped at cat. (laughs) Yes. Yes. 
Yes. There's two types of people. There's dog people, and there's Zar. And then there's Zar. Zach, what about you? What do you think? Have you seen anything about Stray? What do you think? I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. <laughs> it, it looks like a walking simulator with a cat, which it's a cute. A cat with a backpack. It's, yes. It's a cute twist, but it's still not my type of genre. This, I... this backpack wielding cat is basically Banjo adjacent. God damn, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Animals wearing backpacks. So the funny thing about all of the trailers for Stray is like, if there is a story to be had about being a cat with a backpack, we have not seen it yet, right? Because from the gameplay, it looks like you're a semi-ordinary cat going on weird cat adventures. But again, like in this weird cyberpunk style universe where it looks like you have missions and you're sneaking around, but they don't really explain why the fuck you're doing that. You're a cat, so you probably just do it because you want to. Right. In fact, I, this is probably all through the cat's eyes. Like, at the end of the game, you're just on a farm. Just chilling. <laughs> like, your name is Mittens. <laughs> you're fat. <laughs> you're, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, the point is, we don't actually... The funny thing about Stray oh. is we don't know a lot about what's going on with it. But I don't think that stops it from being one of the highlights and one of the things people are most excited for <laughs> in the upcoming PlayStation future. And in fact, we don't have to wait very long. I know this is an immediate pickup for me. Yeah. Just imagining a fat cat on a farm going, I saved the world. And it it's like, has one final furball come out. Sure you did, Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to fire through a few more things from the showcase before we get on to more of the VR. I just want to say one last thing on Stray. Yeah, um, what's up? I'm really excited for this game because one of the biggest things I've heard any game developer say is they refuse to animate a cat. It is damn near impossible to animate a cat and it's all in all of its movements. It, do they elaborate? Well, just on because that? of how virtually fluid cats are they can bend every which way and like if you watch a cat walking all of its movements are completely individual and it's just how how do you incorporate all of that into a seamless video game well um, that developer who said that is just wrong because um on the dreamcast there's this little game called sonic adventure and the main bad guy is literally <laughs> water with a brain so that's as oh. fluid as it gets. <laughs> Chaos. Oh. Yeah, sorry, Zar, you're wrong. Oh. No, not Zar. Zar's not wrong. It's the developer who said that. Are you that. sure Zar's not wrong? I want to tell him he's wrong. Well, okay. I'm still really excited to see <laughs> how they get the animation down on a cat because that, that does look very difficult. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's hope it's not a catastrophe. Ah. Hey. Causing some cat lateral damage. Ah. I like that. Title of the episode, cat lateral damage. I would use it, but that unfortunately is the name of a video game. Damn it. Games. Hopefully it'll be positively reviewed. Oh, hey. pause. I'm embarrassed that one took me a second. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm not smart. Anyway. <laughs> All right, let's fire honey, through a few. Honey, I, get I, a Look, I know. I know I do. That doesn't mean I'm smart. Yeah, it means you tried to be smart. That's that. <laughs> That's better than most. That's why I started a podcast. Hey. Doesn't mean you're smart. It means you tried to be smart. All right, fire through a few more things. Season, A Letter to the Future. Um, for all my walking sim fans out there who like story-driven narratives, I think that's what this is going to be. Really pretty art style. Don't know too much about the story, but check it out if you get a chance. Uh, another cat-style game called Tunic, 
which is more of like its art style is really reminiscent to me of the remake of um, Link's Awakening. And it looks yeah. like it's going to be another adventure-style game. I think if you just like cutesy little adventures and you're just dying to be... Actually, I think you're a fox. Which, isn't the fox just the cousin of the cat? Mm, I think foxes are closer related to canines. Oh, uh, yeah, we... for Who the fuck asked you? For, for episode's sake, yeah, foxes are basically cats. <laughs> uh, Street Fighter Six trailer showcased... Um, I don't personally know anyone who's still getting extremely excited over Street Fighter. Those or... same people are still going to arcade cabinets. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, I, I, I see the appeal of that. But if you are a Street Fighter fan out there, the new showcase trailer looks pretty damn good. It looks like it's muscles. Yeah, I mean, what can I say about Street Fighter 6? It's like trying to find the difference between FIFA 21 and FIFA 22. <laughs> you know? The latest iteration of fighting in the street. The only last, the last thing I do really want to get into, and there's a couple other things, but I think this is the most important. Final Fantasy 16 finally dropped a new trailer within the PlayStation State of Play, and it made me just so much more excited for this game than I already was. Ah, Square Enix has been busy this year. Dude, Square Enix, in my opinion, are fucking killing it. And if you look at this trailer for just a minute and Hard look at the... disagree, but you keep going, boo-boo. We'll talk about that. <laughs> I'm watching you, mister. All I'm going to say about Final Fantasy 16 is, again, we... That, that's the funny thing about Final Fantasies. You never know what the fuck the story is going to give you until you just play through it, right? Because it's all within the world, but it's all loosely connected to one another, right? So I have no idea what the fuck is happening with the story. What I do know is that I see awesome magic, awesome fights, awesome monsters, and some of the best-looking graphics I think I've ever seen in a video game. So... Be really pumped up if you're a Final Fantasy fan, even if you're not a Final Fantasy fan. This might be a great starting off point for you. I'd argue it looks better for a starting off point than Final Fantasy 15. But honest to God, it doesn't even fucking matter. Just take a look at this trailer. If you think it looks even mildly interesting, I really highly suggest you give it a look. Now, they said it's expected in summer of 2023. And obviously, you know, they word it like that to give themselves a shit ton of wiggle room on the very high high likelihood that this game is not going to be ready by then. But then again, we also have to take into account that what we're getting for the gameplay here, um, and they don't say this is gameplay, it's more of a trailer, but it looks pretty damn good and there's some gameplay mixed in where it looks pretty fucking polished. So my question for you both is, do you think summer of 2023 is actually like, I guess, feasible? For a game like this. Czar, let's start with you. You know, if we were talking about Kingdom Hearts, I'd say no. But if it's Final Fantasy, I really feel like Square does all that they can to really make sure that that release goes right. without a hitch, you know? Yeah. Like, if it's if it's Final Fantasy, they're probably going to hit that mark. Yeah. yeah. Final Fantasy Seven never happened, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Or Final Fantasy Fifteen, which came out, but needed three additional DLCs to get better. Was that the MMO, or was that 14? No, that was that 14, w- which also needed a lot of patches, but yeah. that was a different thing. I actually, I'm not going to lie, I did have a decent amount of fun with Final Fantasy 15. But um, you got the DLC. It came with it. They're like The Royal Edition's now the base that you get. Yes, that's true. So, uh, But the game dropped when it was supposed to. 
At didn't have all of its content. Cost? At what cost? But it still dropped. Well, the cost was $60. Let's be real. Yeah. Plus $10 editions. Three of them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how we like price. The yeah, DLC. I have no idea what the cost. I don't. Is. I don't remember what the DLC cost, if anything. But I mean, what I do know is I'm not a fan of companies releasing unfinished games. So true, true. Yeah, uh-huh. you know. So summer of 2023, I have mixed feelings about. I don't think it's that unlikely. Square based Enix on doing Forspoken too. Is that them too? Is Forspoken Square? I'm trying to look. Fact checker. I'm dry. By Square, okay, has already been delayed until next year. Okay, so if they're if they're delaying it till next year, though, that means that Square is fighting against like the huge promises they're making for Final Fantasy 16 and Forspoken, both of which look like they're going to be fucking awesome, but also look like they require quite a bit of work from the team. So we might get two fantastic fucking Square Enix games here next year, or we might get a bunch of releases and lies. Yeah, just, they're such Square Enix is an enigma because I think they're just biting off more than they can chew right now. Because you had Strangers of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, which is where it's just all about chaos. They just said chaos a bunch. I mean, Square Enix is big enough though, where like they can dedicate like individual resources and people to each of those projects without like putting too much strain on themselves. I feel like now that of course is going to come with the unfortunate cost of crunch more than likely for the developers um well my question is is it going to be very smart of them to release two powerhouse titles in the same year because it sounds like these Forspoken and the latest final fantasy would come out relatively around the same time is that a good idea um that's a good question. Because wouldn't you just want to like highlight one game so you're not taking sales away from, from your the other, other ph- phenomenal game? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and to be honest, I just don't know the answer to that. Mm. Unless they're honestly expecting delays for one or the other. Yeah, cool. Because like, if they delay Forspoken until next year, that kind of tells me that they're going to delay Final Fantasy even later. Right. I mean, at least until holiday of the same year or even into next year. Yeah, and that could be absolutely true. I just, I don't know yet. We're well, going to have to wait and see. Just going to have to wait and see. Honest to God, like, that might, that question in itself might be evidence that, like, they're thinking there's going to be an de- inevitable delay. But then Square Enix also has, like, the Live Alive uh, game that's coming out in a week, give or take. And that's going to be good to remake. They have the HD 2D and the 2D games, Project Triangle Strategy. Albeit the name's terrible. Like, it was a good I game. I agree. It should just be Octopath Traveler 2, because come on, we know. No. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, but they don't. They're just they don't all over the simply. place. That's all I Squ- Look, Square Enix, they're one of the biggest gaming studios in the game right now. Like, I genuinely think that they've got enough people and resources here to be able to do all of these different things and make them good. But it just goes back to Zar's question of, like, do they want to shoot themselves in the foot by, like, releasing these games in a similar time? And if the answer to that is no, the next question is, okay, then why did they anticipate these games coming out so close to each other? Yeah. Unless they expect that one of these games is going to get delayed. Which, that's, again, why they were so vague in the syntax that they used. Expect it out in summer of 2023. Shit, man. They didn't expect Ooh. Yeah, that's like that's not good. Like they 
they're even putting like, hey, put a pin in this. This is what we're hoping for. But, and again, like the three of us are of the mindset of just take your fucking time and make it a good fucking game. Oh, right? yeah. My backlog's full enough. Just take, take your time. Yeah, take your goddamn time. We want to play this. We want to make sure that the developers are getting the time for themselves that they need to make this good and make sure they're healthy, right? I, I'm not that worried. We'll see what happens. I'm probably going to play both. Yeah. What's funny about the whole Forspoken thing is I remember the first time we saw it, um, I was fairly negative about what I thought about the game at first, but the more I have seen from it, the more excited I am, so that's definitely going to be a play for me alongside Final Fantasy 16. Nice. And like I said, there was a few other things in the state of play, um, but nothing that stood out, in my opinion, nearly as much as some of the other things that were in there that we already touched on. So before we move on to some news about VR, does anybody have any questions, comments, concerns? This was a third-party state of play. Did all right. It was fine. Yeah, I mean, that is true. Too bad they didn't advertise it as a third-party state of play, but... That's the fucking problem! (laughs) Tapering expectations. We've said it time and time again. I think they did tweet it was third-party. Okay, but, like, it's not enough to just tweet it. They need to, like, say it at the beginning of the state of play, because I I don't know, like... I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, are you boys ready to talk a little bit about PlayStation VR? Let's go. So VR2... PlayStation VR 2 is still relatively an enigma. We talked before on the podcast about different specs that we are um, supposed to see when PlayStation VR 2 drops. And honestly, based on what we've seen for the Quest 2 from uh, Facebook Meta, I'm expecting PS VR 2 to go in a really similar fashion. As in, like, you know, no cords whatsoever, a really great-looking screen, and that's honestly honestly, what PlayStation has been promising too, right? So the latest news that we got in the VR2 realm has nothing to do with specs because they're still working on acquiring these pieces, putting it together, deciding what it's going to look like. Instead, what we're going to talk about today regarding PSVR2 is some of the different game support that was promised within this data play. Now there's a few big ones, and including one that we've already talked about, right? Which is, again the little Horizon game that's coming to PSVR 2. But we have a few other fantastic fucking titles that are going to have VR iterations with PSVR 2. Uh, most notably, which I want to see what you think about this, Czar, Resident Evil 4. Well, I don't think this is actually the first time Resident Evil 4 has been ported as a VR. I think it really? was on the PlayStation VR 1. Or maybe... Biohazard. Resident Evil Biohazard had a PlayStation VR. Okay, then maybe that's what I'm thinking. Maybe uh, RE4 hasn't been VR yet. It hasn't been VR. It came out this year. Oh, okay, okay. it did. Okay. Well, that's still really cool. I mean, again... they're doing, like, enhancement updates for this new one. That's what they need to do because... So, I actually tried Biohazard VR, and let me tell you about my experience. It fucking sucked. I believe that. It fucking sucked. Um, And here's specifically what kind of got me was um, you can only turn in 30 degree intervals at the moment like you can still turn your head right like with the VR headset which is cool but if you want to turn your body like you have to press down on the stick of whatever you know peripheral you're holding to move and it'll move you in a 30 degree angle and wherever your head was at the time you have to like readjust oh that sounds very disorienting it's awful it's awful. It really is. It's it's such an immersion-breaking experience. So my 
first hope for PSVR 2 is they find a way to eliminate that. Well, my hope for VR and what I have always hoped for VR, especially in the case of first-person games. Yes. Where, like, why can you not just take the first-person game and put it in a VR sense? Same controls, same story, everything. Why is there such a difference between that? Because, like you said, you can only turn in 30-degree intervals. If I could only turn in 30-degree intervals in every game, I would never finish a game. Yeah, like, fucking sucks. Because that's that's just not realistic. People move within 30 degrees. Well, I, I'm sure it has something to do with, like, the tech that's available within the old... P- especially, like, the first PSVR headset, right? Like, it was cool, but it, just from, like, the boxes and the cords that you had to use to make it work, it was clear that it was already a little bit outdated. Yeah. Right. So, I'm hoping that the new technology that's going to be available within PSVR 2 is going to hopefully provide more horsepower that allows the games to run smoother so that you don't have to do that, right? And honestly, one of the first tests of that is probably going to be a game like Resident Evil 4. So, I'm excited to see what they do for PSVR on that. Um, Although, I'll admit, not nearly as excited as I am to see what they do with No Man's Sky VR. Now, uh, No Man's Sky VR, I think it's in the same vein, right, Zach? Like, this isn't the first time that No Man's Sky has gotten VR. I don't think. To the fact checker! The fact checker. This has been done on VR before, but I'm going to be honest, I don't know the kind of caveats that come with No Man's Sky VR um, from the previous iterations. You're really there, JP. You're really in space. Yeah. <laughs> they just it's actually just a catapult. <laughs> okay, get it. It's like it's hard to breathe up here. <laughs> wow, this experience is so immersive. I can feel myself joking. I can see my house from here. <laughs> anyway, I think No Man's Sky gave a pretty similar experience as far as like kind of the caveats that have come along with past VR experiences, right? Like, just not as immersive as you want it to be quite yet. Again, I'm hoping that PSVR 2, with its higher horsepower and the more graphics, fidelity. Yeah. Mm, It's not the... Yeah. I'm hoping that that's going to add to the experience. Now, of course, the other one on the list is uh, Horizon, which we have talked about. I think it's going to be amazing playing Aloy from kind of that very first-person kind of view, right? And more importantly, I'm excited to just, like, have a bow and arrow, like, in VR. I think that's cool. I think it's really cool. Yeah, that's not a concept I've thought about much. Uh, Bow and arrow in VR, but that does sound really cool. Skyrim, I think, has pulled it off pretty successfully. Oh, really? Yeah, I forgot Skyrim was ported VR. Skyrim has been ported to everything. If you've got a fucking Samsung smart fridge, you better believe your ass you can play Skyrim on it. (laughs) VR needs to get out. It's just so niche, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of stuff that's been, like, tech demoed on it and you just don't know what to think so hopefully they just flesh this out some more that's the plan with psvr 2 though is i really hope that it makes the final push to put vr back in or into the mainstream right like i think the problem with the quest is even though it had those big games and it's powerful and it's easy and it's fun um i don't know how much the gaming community really trusted facebook to be the ones to create the big gaming vr headset that's fair. That's fair. You know, and I, I think that putting the PlayStation brand behind a really high-tech VR headset 
is what's going to be that big push that we've been waiting for. Right? And not necessarily we, because, like, I'm still at the point where I can give or take VR. Right? Like, it's fun. But I know a lot of people who are huge VR enthusiasts. And I think this is going to be the final push, and they agree with me. I don't think anyone else could really lead this push other than PlayStation. Sony has... They've kind of established themselves in the VR sense. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to do wonders with the VR too. And it's, it even came from their first VR headset, in my opinion, right? Because, like, it wasn't the best. It wasn't it the greatest. It certainly looked funny. It, yes. But what it did do was it offered the game library that I think a lot of VR enthusiasts were looking for. And, again, the branding of an actual gaming company going on a VR headset that wasn't Nintendo, with all due respect, ever <laughs> since the Virtual Boy. Right? They learned their lesson. But to be fair, I think if Microsoft made a genuine attempt to get into the VR space, they could probably do it. Nobody's got more resources to do something like this than Microsoft. I think it would take a long time for Microsoft to get established, whereas PlayStation has already established this reputation. I I kind of disagree with you. I don't think really? Microsoft could get into it. I, I mean, mean, they could they have limitless money. Well, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but we've seen time and time again, limitless money doesn't fix every problem. It does, but slowly. But very, very but slowly. slowly. Yeah, okay, that's Microsoft good. is just slowly going to have every single because... developer under the sun. Well, and I think, yeah. I think Microsoft doesn't even need to consider VR because PlayStation's focusing on it. <gasps> and like Microsoft has been focusing on acquiring all of these other developer studios. And the cloud. Uh, and the Game cloud. Pass. Yeah. Game Pass and everything. Right. I think if they leave PlayStation alone and let PlayStation do its VR thing, both companies will coexist in a lot greater harmony in the gaming industry. You could absolutely be right. There's no way to really tell until we see it happen. Yeah. Uh, the only the last game that um, is really up in the air right now is Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. A lot of people really, really love this game. I think it's okay. Um, but nonetheless, it coming to PlayStation VR 2 is going to be a big deal because, it's one, it's a game that's already been established in VR um, that a lot of people love. And two, I think that they haven't outright said it yet, but I think this is going to get a huge graphics and power boost with the new uh, PSVR 2 headset. So just another little fun addition to kind of the PSVR library. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, in a nutshell, that is it. That's the state of play. That's the current state of PlayStation VR 2. Again, we don't have any release dates um, on the VR 2. We don't know anything that we didn't already know about the specs. Quarter, it March... 14th, 2023. Is that a Friday? I don't fucking know. Zach's calling it now. March 14th, 2023. Where are you getting that date? My butt. <laughs> March 10th, 2023. Hey. All right. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, mean, I could, I could ask you. I, I was going to say I could ask you more questions about this <laughs> guest. But you're like... No, there's no strategy. I'm, I'm just going for it. Came out of his ass. Uh, you know what? I respect that. <laughs> I respect that. If you're right, I'll fucking buy you one. That's a really, really nice thing for you to do, and I can't wait for you, you to buy me please one. Don't. You all heard it here first, listeners, so this this is now a deal. If I find out that you have inside info... <laughs> don't worry. That Nintendo Switch Pro's coming any day now. Any, any, any day now. Don't worry. It's coming. It'll be here any day now. 4K... All right, so there's a cu- one last piece of PlayStation news today, 
and I am proud to say. Can I say this one? Why? Boy. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Zach, we got a release date for God of War Ragnarok. Do you remember off the top of your head what that release date is? It's March 10th. March 10th. I'll say <laughs> that. It is November 9th? Yes. Yes. Hey. yes. November 9th of this year. And I'm not going to lie. At first, I thought that was a little bit ambitious of a release date. Until I realized that we've already seen so many gameplay trailers, um, as long as like just cinematic trailers. It looks like the story's done, like, and that they're just kind of like doing like finishing touch mode. But if you think about it, that's four fucking months away for the next God of War. Can we just pause for a second? Like, yes. Like, I don't know if like Sony, like, why wasn't this in a third party direct? Or what? Like, well, I don't. Why know. was this a fucking tweet on Wednesday morning? Like, what the fuck? I. <laughs> that's how Nintendo does shit. And no, so my follow-up was, because then Nintendo said, oh, hey, Bayonetta 3? Yeah, you'll see that October 28th. And I was like, what? 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 Why are you tweeting this? Why didn't you have a direct? There's one guy at Nintendo whose job is just like, they call him the social media director of like taking the, sale, the wind out of other people's sails. So the second someone has a big announcement, they're like, I don't think so, bitch. <laughs> Nintendo just woke up one day and decided, hey, I want to fight in the console N war again. Nintendo chose violence. They woke up and chose violence. Just like Sony and Nintendo, both of them. Why would you guys had directs like two weeks ago? What changed yes. in these two fucking weeks? I, that you to couldn't... I totally fucking agree. Why, why are you holding out on us? Both of them would have been bangers in the direct. They would have been closers. I would have been happy with these. Oh, 100%. Uh, like a release date for God of War Ragnarok? That's fucking huge. <sighs> that, okay. Yeah, that requires, you know, some sort of visual component and not just a tweet. Yeah, no, uh, to be fair, let's <laughs> specify. Yeah. There was a YouTube, a 30-second YouTube short that came along with it it was in the tweet but, but all but the again, youtube yeah. ads are longer than that shit come on give us more on ragnarok my god my like you get like fucking medication ads on youtube they're like five minutes long this <laughs> god of war one was like 30 seconds it was ridiculous yeah. and i will say this like the trailer it didn't exactly reveal anything that we did not already know about god of war it was just kind of like this cool 15 second fighting with kratos and atreus and? right and then it ended with the release date. Well, and there was a doggo. There was a big doggo. There was I think a... those are called wolves. I think it was a Fenrir. Ooh, Fenrir? Fenrir. Ooh. That'd be cool. I do know my mythologies on... It's not Greek. <laughs> this, is, this is Norse. It's this a, is yeah, Norse I mythologies. Know my, yes. I know my mythology. I played Smite twice. Wait, is this Beowulf? Yeah, it's Beowulf. I will also say, though, that along with this, they didn't announce this outright in the trailer, but we do know that there is a uh, collector's super deluxe, happy, fun time, extravaganza collector's <laughs> edition. Yeah, rehydrate. Rehydrated. Okay, but actually get this. So for $259.99. Small down payment. Right. Now, technically, I think, Zach, you wrote that down. Is that, like, with scalper prices, or is that what? That's the initial That's the MSRP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You get a... You tell, me what, tell me what you get. It's a nice addition. You get a 16-inch replica, replica of Mjolnir? Yes. Thor's hammer. Technically, you Am could... I pronouncing that right? Mjolnir? Yeah, I thought you did. Yeah, I, I, was, I was really impressed, considering any Japanese name. And you're just like, hoo-ha? <laughs> and then over here, oh, Mjolnir, easy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> easy, Mjolnir. 
M J O L. Who cares about the J's and the R's? <laughs> All right, so yeah, with the Jotnar edition, Jotner. Y- yeah, oh, I the fucked second up. One. Yeah, okay. No, say Jotnar again, just Jotnar. so we can Jotnar. Jotnar. We're changing Jot- it. Okay, but oh. anyway, for two fifty nine ninety nine, right? You get a cloth map of kind of like the map of God of War, which I think is cool, right? You get the game, obviously, and the 16-inch replica of Mjolnir, which I think is a cool little collector's edition. I'm seeing a few more things on this edition that What do you see that's really uh, standing out to you? Well, you get a set of dice. You find Dropnir Ring, which is a replica, not like Odin's actual ring. It's like Odin's <laughs> like, where did I put the ring? <laughs> Who the fuck took my <laughs> ring? Took my ring. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna lie. The vinyl soundtrack that yes. you get. I'm, that's I'm a sucker. That's for that cool. Oh yeah, no video game. We well, we were just talking about before recording how fire video game music is and like how essential yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I would love a vinyl of video game music. That sounds amazing. And then, are you the guys are that super into pins? Do you collect pins? Somebody here collects pins. I don't collect pins. I don't collect them, but it's not like I don't not collect them. I got a couple what Pokemon the fuck? pins. <laughs> well, if there, if you just needed one little additional thing to make you interested in this set, uh, you get some pins. Ooh, is it a Kratos face or something? I'm hoping it's just the word boy. 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 <laughs> Can it be Kratos' face from, like, Fortnite or, like, Kratos doing the default dance? If Fortnite is involved with this anyway whatsoever, I'm burning everything down. I really hope I've... there's a dancing cameo in this game. Uh, I'm no, calling it now. I, I disagree strongly. <laughs> I don't want that. This in game my... sucks. You can't even default dance in it. Yeah. All right. Now, um, unfortunately, if all of that got you uh, nice and excited, it's already sold out. Oh, sadness. I mean, okay, the truth is that comes with asterisks, though. Like, it's already sold out from the official website, and of course... And Best Buy. And yeah, Target. Yeah, okay, fine, fair enough. And obviously the scalpers are probably the first ones who got their hands on it. At some point, there's probably going to be a way to get it, if you're interested, right? I'd hope they would manufacture a few more editions like this. I, I really hope so, because, I mean, honestly, I love God of War so much, I'd be interested in looking into this, right? But... I mean, what was the most recent we saw with, like, wasn't it Metroid Dread where that collector's edition was just literally picked up by the scalpers and then sold for three times its price? Uh, pretty much any collector's edition since COVID. It's been about that situation. I'm, I am so fucking sick of these scalpers, dude. All right. And that is it. That is our two weeks of PlayStation all wrapped up nicely. I only and threw up twice. That, that's, a, that's a record. In two days, I am going to be playing Stray. Yeah. Meow. I'm meow. Meow. That'll be an amusing time. A meowsing time. Meowsing Yeah, there time. you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, Zara, now that we're done with our couple of weeks of PlayStation, uh, what do we have for quick takes? Well, I don't see anything in the quick take category, but we got some game releases here. On July 19th, we have As Dusk Falls for the PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series. On July 19th, we also have Endling Extinction is Forever for the PC, PlayStation 4, Switch, Xbox One. On July 20th, we have Tombstar and Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2 for the PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and Switch. On July 21st, we have Post Void for the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and Switch. 
And also on the 21st, we have Bright Memory Infinite for the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and Switch. And finally, on July 22nd, we have Live Alive for the Switch. Yeah, Zach's excited. Host Light for the PC. And Capcom Arcade Second Stadium for the PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Whew, looks like the stadium is dead for this week, boys. You don't fucking say. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Zach, Live Alive has been relatively an enigma to me. Like, I'm not saying in general because Nintendo's like, please love this game. I know. Right? Um, But, like, to me, who's like, I'm a Nintendo fan, but Live Alive, it's just not marketed towards me and my It's made by Square Enix. It's your fave. That's true. But honestly, I don't like half the stuff that Square Enix does. But it's the other half. That's fire. That's fair. All right, so Live Alive. What is it? Why should people be excited? Uh, Live Alive is a game that came out. I'm looking it up to make sure I give it, because it it's a lot of stuff, to be honest. First of uh, all, There's Live a demo on yeah. the Nintendo Switch eShop that'll let you kind of get your, your hands wet, and this all the work you do in there will carry over. First of all, Live Alive, that is how you pronounce it, right? <clears throat> live Alive, yes. Okay. And it's, it's spelled... L-I-V-E space A space L-I-V-E. And I'm not going to lie. It's a bold marketing strategy to make a game where it's like, how the fuck do I pronounce the name yeah. of this game? Like, like, right off the bat, you're not doing any any favors for yourself. Yeah, that's what can't I'm saying. Like, say super the title. bold. And so there are, I'm like counting to make sure. I'm like, is it eight? It's seven characters. Hold on, let's just that's go. one there. short of Octopath Traveler. I'm right. not impressed. <laughs> um... Hold on, my Nintendo page is loading. Because I just want to make sure I get, like, the finer details correct here. All right, so it is... It, it was an RPG that came out in the SNES in 1994. Um, and mm-hmm. each story... It's... Okay, it's directed by Taka Takashi Takoda, which is known for his work on Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy IV. And it's basically that HD 2D visual style that's almost been, like, perfected at this point, where it's just, like, a really good-looking 2D game. Okay. Um, and you get to play as different heroes throughout the ages. So if you can think of a like a a fantasy setting in a different time period, that's kind of the different settings here. So you have the Sundown okay. Kid for the Wild Wild West. Ah. Ooh, that's cool. Then you have, and this guy's in the demo, um, is Obu Aboramaru, um, and he's like Edo Japan with like ninjas and stuff. Okay. Edo Japan, Edo Japan. I think it's Edo Japan. Yeah. Somewhere in that avenue. You're going to embarrass us, you weeb. <laughs> and then there is Present Day, which is just like a fighter going through a fighting ring, like think Punch-Out, with uh, Takara, Takahara. Gosh, dang. <laughs> taking L's right here. All right, the next one's a lot easier. Akira is in the near future, which is like maybe like some, let's see. Does it tell you? You have like, you unravel a dark conspiracy with psychokinetic powers. So we don't need to go through every single We're like, almost story. there. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then there's Cube, which is this cute little robot. Like, imagine, oh, uh, what's the R2-D2, but like in the new ones? Uh, BB-8? BB-8. 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 Yeah, BB-8. Looks like BB-8. All right, he's cute. Oh, wings. it does look like BB-8. Um, but this came out in 1994, so BB-8, we're watching you. All right, no. Uh, and then this one's like the distant future. And then there is an Imperial China one, which is with Mr. Shifu. Okay. And then, hold on, god damn, okay, I guess I don't know how to count. Pogo is the seventh one, and he is prehistory, <laughs> so it's like dinosaurs. All right, and that's it. And so okay. all seven of those, different time periods, they kind of have like, 
it's still an RPG, but like they have kind of like some are more action elements, like the ninja ones, more stealth based. Mm. Um, so they all kind of have like their own gimmick, and apparently it all culminates in the end. I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything. I think sure, I can't, sure. But you know, what kind of uh, what kind of art can we expect out of this game? Beautiful two D art. It's I, I'm actually amazed with Nintendo on this. It's like, how did you add ray tracing to a pixelated game? Right. Like it, this looks gorgeous. It's a little pixelated because I'm... I mean, it's not going to be fully (laughs) unpixelated, but yeah, it's like, that's the first... If you remember, I know the Octopath Traveler is just the big joke of this podcast, but that's honest to God, the first thing that drew me to the game was like, how the fuck did they make a 2D pixelated game look this amazing? Like, I just don't understand how they did it. That's amazing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. I live alive, I'm expecting to get a pretty similar experience as far as like art style. But on top of this, um, Zach, one final question. Obviously, this game is going to do well in Japan. How well do you think it's going to do here in the States? It's going to be fine. It's going to be just like an Octopath Traveler. Maybe sell a million, two million copies. All right. Can't ask for much more here. It's going to it's gonna just be a good game. Like, I'm excited. I hope you guys pick it up because it's kind of a quicker RPG. And, like, with, like, the seven different stories, okay, you know what I mean? Okay, what's quick for an RPG? Like, 20 hours. Like, that's, okay, that's, that's pretty damn quick. That's, that's pretty quick RPG. And considering yeah. you have, like, seven of them and then, like, a culminating story, like, you're going point A, point B, point A, C, D, you know, and then, I, That is interesting, because Octopath Traveler, ironically, that was its biggest complaint, is, like, all these characters, but honestly, their interactions mean fucking nothing. Like, they're, you know, they're just there for fuck all in each other's stories. like That's the problem when you make games that aren't linear. You know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta make your story very accessible at any time. So. That's true. That's true. Alright, boys. Um, is there any comments, questions, concerns? Uh, Live, Live Alive comes out July 22nd, we said? It's like uh, this Friday. July uh, 22nd. Yes, yes. Live Alive. All right. And we had Stray, so it's gonna be kind of a popping week for video games. The next week's even more of a banger, so... I'm not gonna lie. I'm excited for Stray. I don't know if it's gonna hit every audience the same way it's hitting us. Yeah, there's no saying if it's gonna be good, bad, but I think it's gonna be notable at the very least. I, and I, I definitely want to see it. I want to play it. Any publicity is good publicity. That's that's what we keep saying. All right, boys. I think it's time to get out of here for the day. What do you say? Yes. All right. All right. Well, at home, thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast, and we will see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Bye. A Huda Media Production.